Thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. We're glad you're here. Journey exists to engage people in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to become more like him. Designed by, it's something that we all have to lean into, don't we? And so many times we know it in every other aspect of our lives, but sometimes we don't believe it with our own lives that God has created us. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. And over the last several weeks, we have been leaning into, as a faith community, one passage of scripture. And today what I'd like to do is kind of wrap it up, but we're gonna do something a little bit different. We're gonna read that passage again that we've looked at over and over again. But I wanna introduce you to some of my friends in our church. I could sit up here for 30 minutes and tell you all the great things we do around here and how you can serve, but I thought it'd be way better to have people tell you they're actually doing it in this place. And so in a minute, we're gonna watch a video together of some people around here. But that passage is in Ephesians chapter two, verse nine, and it says, salvation is not a reward. We understand this. It's not the good things that we've done. So none of us can boast about. It. So we don't have salvation based on the works that we do. It's not because we greet at the door. It's not because we write a check out or we teach a class. That's not what we're saved by faith in Jesus Christ and faith in Jesus Christ alone. Everybody, we're on that, we're on that sheet of music, the same sheet of music, right? But then once we have salvation, we looked at it last week, there's a faith that God also wants us to have. He wants to kindle a do something in us. And it says, for we are God's masterpiece. And I love that. You, you are a fine project. He has created us anew in Jesus Christ so we could do good things. And what we see in that was we see intention or intentionality, why he made us, and we see purpose. And every one of us in this room, we have the intention that God made us to do something great, and we have the purpose that God wants to use us in ways in this world to make his name famous. And that's what this series has been about. So over the next several moments, I want you to lean back. I want you to lean into what we're about to talk about, because today we're going to wrap this whole series by talking about the do portion of it. Amen? Why don't you watch this video? So, hey, guys, as we all know, we've been in the series designed by where we've been reminded um, and maybe even pointed to the truth for maybe the first time that we were purposely made by God, that he has a purpose for each and every one of us to build up his kingdom and to advance his church. Um, and he's given us gifts, specific gifts for each and every one of his children because he loves us. And um, it's been so cool to walk through this series together as a church, just to feel so empowered by God. Um, and we feel honored today that we get to be with you all, with Lauren and Jason and Jesse, to hear how y'all have seen that God has purposely made y'all. Well, as Lindsay said, we're glad to have y'all here just to hear some of your story and just honestly have a conversation about serving, but also just how God's designed each and every one of us differently, but how we're all able to work together for the same purpose. But we would love to know a little bit about you. What does your life look like outside the church? And then what does it look like inside the church as well? So Lauren, do you mind starting us out with that? Um, sure. My name is Lauren Kay. Uh, I am a wife to Bill Kay, a mom of seven children and three grandchildren, uh, and a small business owner. So that's here. I am so blessed to be able to serve on the creative team behind a camera, um, women's ministry and student ministry as well. Jesse, what about you? I am a wife. I'm a mother. Uh, we have two children, um, and uh, I'm also in a real estate. And my my family builds houses outside of of Journey. Uh, in Journey, I'm on the Next Steps team, uh, which includes the Next Steps area greeting and also some things on the weekends on Saturdays, the second Saturdays that y'all do here. 
Uh, my name is Jason King. I am a husband of almost 15 years. Uh, I'm a father to three kids. I am a manager in the Office of Procurement for the Department of Army out on Fort Gordon. Um, that's outside here in the church. I am part of the creative team as well as part of the worship team uh, on Sunday mornings. And I am a part of the security team as well as I serve as a youth leader on Wednesday nights for uh, Journey students. So. I think it's cool hearing, we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, just the body of Christ being very different, but it's really cool how like some of y'all serve behind the scenes and people may not even ever see you serving on a Sunday, but then some people are literally in the spotlight singing and leading us in worship. And then other people are just smiling and greeting us, or maybe it's on Saturday serving people in our community who need help. But what we see just as you introduce yourself was just, you're all different. You all have a different part of the body to play. And that's ultimately how God has designed us all to work together. We talked about this kind of in the week one of this series of design by of how when God created us, he created us in his image. And we see this all throughout scripture in his image to do good work. So when he designed us, he designed us. Yes, we're all unique, but yet we were all designed to be in his image and we should reflect that. But how long did it take for you to let's say find your sweet spot. Maybe maybe you've served in a bunch of different areas in the past and they didn't work out or maybe other areas, they just kind of said, hey, we need you to serve here. So you served there, it didn't, didn't really, wasn't your sweet spot. Or maybe it was a person just tapping you on the shoulder of saying, hey, you would be really good at this. And maybe someone identified something in you that you didn't identify in yourself. So how long did it take to find your sweet spot? And was there anyone who kind of played a role in you doing that? Um, for me, I've shared the story before that having seven kids, people just automatically assumed that I was going to be in children's ministry. And I did that for a long time. Um, and as the kids got older and we joined Journey, I knew at that point that was not my area. That was not what I enjoyed. <laughs> I'd, um, but living in Dallas, I was able to go and um, to some local Christian TV stations where I was able to watch them do the cameras and watch live tapings. And I was always fascinated by it. So the opportunity opened up here I just asked somebody, um, I actually asked Chastity and she's like, oh gosh, yes, we, you, you can do this. So the next thing I knew I was being trained behind a camera and went from there and just, I loved it. It was one of the most rewarding things. And then to see the numbers um, going up of, of where people were watching from and that kind of thing and just being able to, to recognize that, hey, this is how I can help reach people that I wouldn't, I can't travel across the world, but this is a way that I can kind of travel across the world and, and help people. So that's kind of how I got started. And it's definitely been my sweet spot. I, I really, really enjoy it. So. Um, I know for me, I was raised in church, a little small church, uh, growing up, but so being that it was small, my mom was like one of the like leaders in the church. So it's like me and my siblings and sometimes some of my cousins, we were all pushed to the front. And so we been her kids, um, me and my siblings, we were always at the forefront. But it was like, you kind of had to do whatever she told, sing, usher, you know, whatever the case may be. But, you know, going through life and college and then work. And then when I when I did, we uh, lost my mom back in 2013. It was like, that kind of like, just kind of shut me down for a while. and. It wasn't until like that moment of uh, people who were like encouraging me, you know, I find myself encouraging them, even though in the midst of my going through a grief, I end up encouraging them that much more. And 
I kind of found myself like doing that often. Um, but as far as encouraging kids, I mean, I got kids, but I, would, I never thought of that, you know, to do it in that regard. I just always, you know, did things in the church because, you know, first I had to, but then it was like, I had, you know, once I, you know, got saved at 17, you know, I had that sense of fulfillment to continue to do it myself. And then once we got to Journey, it was just one of those things like, okay, I like the people here. I like the, the sense of family, which is what I always kind of just thrived on because it's how I grew up. And, you know, it's like little by little, I started security, uh, serving on security team. And I was encouraged by that from uh, Glenn uh, Osteen. And then, uh, you know, just start serving there, just greeting people. And then Patrick see me. Uh, he was like, hey, man, want you on Wednesday night? Come see what it's about, da, da, da. And I uh, came and I was like, my kids are already going. So I was like, what could it hurt? And so came and wanted to be a part of it, been enjoying it since. And then as far as singing on the worship team, um, I've always sung in the choir growing up and even to college. And we had little groups growing up, uh, like gospel quartet groups. Um, and then my wife was talking to Alan and Alan told Pastor Bobby and that's like, that set it off and- uh, She told on you. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and that that, that kind of just- Thank goodness. Did that domino effect and I was like, all right. So I tried out and it just kind of, like now when I do sing, it wasn't, it's not like I was singing. I always knew, you know, I, I could sing or whatever and I, who I was doing it for, but it just has a different meaning as I've gotten older and wiser. Like when I'm on stage, it's, you know, just what's in my heart I just exude and just know that God's going to get the glory for everything that I do and that, you know, I'm just praying, you know, every time before I do get on stage or I'm, it's just my prayer that someone's lives has changed through what we're doing through this whole worship set, not just us singing, but through the message and through throughout the church, both here and at Sherwood and online. So it's just been a, that's my sweet spot. And it's just like, kind of, it's like you feel home doing it. And so have that sense of that for sure. Um, I think for me, uh, it wasn't anything specific. Um, I just knew that at that point in my life that, you know, I needed to make a next step. I needed to do something more. Um, and I was actually just signed up for basically anything other than um, going on stage and singing. So it just started as uh, actually on the coffee team. And then unfortunately, COVID, COVID came along. Um, and so uh, it was actually Will reached out to me um, and said, hey, you know, we need some, some greeters. Would you, you had showed some interest in volunteering here before, serving here before. Um, would you be interested? And at the time, I was just like, of course, you know, that, that sounds great. Um, but it has become more of a passion. And, you know, Bobby said last week, with what you do, the little things, you're not going to be able to, to do more with, you know, you got to do good with what God gives you. And then you will, you will be able to do more. And I've seen that happen in my life. I've been in positions where, um, you know, where at first maybe it was just holding the door and smiling and making somebody feel welcome. And I had an opportunity to uh, meet some people at the Next Steps area um, and talk with them. And I um, 
you know, I came came to my attention that, you know, they they reached back out to the church and said, you know, the conversation they had with me was one of the reasons they came back and it was just affirmation for me, not for anything that I did, but for, you know, the serving that I'm doing through me that that these people that may not have been came back if if they weren't welcomed by somebody or didn't talk to somebody. Um, you know, so it's God will give you little clues or, or you know, uh, little spots of affirmation that what you're doing and where you're where you're positioned is right where He wants you. And um, it has been, um, you know, it may have started with some of the small things that that I felt like I was doing to serve here, to serve others. Um, that has played a, an aspect into all other parts of my life and in, in and outside of journey. Um, I think that we are called to to serve one another and we are called to serve people. And if I can do that just by, um, you know, smiling at somebody and, and, and letting them feel welcome or um, I can do that by telling them about some of the, the things that are going on here um, or about my relationship with Jesus for a few minutes after a service, uh, you never know what kind of impact that may have on somebody. Yeah. I want to keep walking down this road for a few more steps of the, the not what we went from you, but what we went for you. Um, you said, Jesse, you pointed out, like, when we serve, we get to become more like Christ. Um, I've heard this question asked before from somebody else on a podcast. They ask, what do you know about God now that you didn't know before? And so when I ask each of y'all, what do you know about God um, now that you have served in the church that you didn't know about for, before? What's something that that you've learned about God that maybe you would have never known if you didn't say yes to God in some way? And Jason, what, what's something that comes to mind when you think about that? Um, Something that comes to mind is I just know God is faithful. Like, and and he's, he's gracious and he's merciful because I just, every day I just know that, uh, I know I, should, I, I, you know, it's another another day that God has given me to serve and to be a blessing to someone. Like I, I know every day I, uh, I'm I'm here for a reason. So, um, and then just to see my kids, you know, walking in, you know, in affirmation of what, you know, what my wife and I prayed for, yeah. and to see them take next steps to, you know, giving their lives to Christ, not because of us or anything. It's just what they chose to do and to see them like walk it out in school. Uh, and, and I could talk about that all day, but it's just been a blessing for myself and my family for sure. The thing that sticks out to me, the Lord will move mountains to get to you. He, he loves you so much and he will move mountains to get to you. Um, the things that we've been able to see, whether it's being online as a chat host and um, praying for someone or meeting a need or seeing things on the weekend where people are, their needs are being met. Um, he cares about every single aspect of your life. And I don't think I really realized that before until I was able to serve in some different areas um, to see that the details matter to him. Yeah. yeah. And that that's everything. Yeah. I can say that through um, serving, I know that my relationship with Jesus Christ and my God has 
gone to a substantial level that I, I never would have even fathomed that it would be at. Um, I know I mentioned some earlier that, and, and you guys piggyback on it, you'd said it's not, it's not what we want from you, it's what we want for you. Um, through, through serving here and, and trying to be as most Christ-like, not just here while I'm here at Journey, but out in the world, has affected every part of my life. Mm -hmm. God has come into my life, into all aspects, into who I am as a person. Um, it has changed who I, who, who I want my children to know as their mother, the wife that I want to be. And you'd think that it's just some small service that you do here, but um, it is, it is substantial. The the changes that God can can do in you through the things if you if you do the things that He's calling you to do every single day. We are we we have an opportunity to witness to somebody. So whether it's you know standing over here to smile at them or it's somebody that you may see at the grocery store, you, you have an opportunity to, um, you know, be, be an imitation of Christ to that person. And I've said that and, I, and I'll keep saying it because it's the most important thing. I'm, I mean, I'm not the best on Bible verses, but I know Jesus came not to be served, but to serve others. And if we're called to be like him, I think that that's one of the most important things that we can do. And I think through that, actually not I don't think I know that through that that um, he will he will change who you are as a person for the better. I think ultimately the when when Lizzie asked the question of how have you seen God move in your life, how have you changed? I think the answer to that is your why. That's why you serve. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, you, know, you serve because, as you just said, because Christ served us, and that's why we do what we do. And and Jason mentioned something a little while ago, and I think it's an important point of. Like when your mom passed away, there was a season where you just had to sit for a little while and, and soak. And that's completely okay. There's there's people who are in the church who are hurting and they just need to sit and soak for a little while and, and be on the sidelines and not serve for a while. They shouldn't be poured into and allow the relationship to get healed and things like that. But then ultimately there is a season where we come off the sidelines, we start playing the game again, yeah. we start serving. And this is kind of a one final question and maybe it's a way for us to encourage people Maybe it's people watching this right now uh, on a Sunday morning, or maybe they're at a campus, or maybe they're literally anywhere in the world watching this, or maybe they're watching this as a small group. What's one thing you would do or say to encourage someone who, maybe they know their spiritual gifts, and maybe they've served in the past and it wasn't their sweet spot, um, but what's one thing you could say to someone who you could encourage them to get, it, get back in the game? or maybe to start playing the game for the first time. Let's start serving and, and see where this goes. Uh, what, what's one, maybe one sentence or which kind of one thought of, hey, how can you encourage someone to start serving? What about you, Jesse? You're, you're only gonna be hurting yourself if you don't do the things that, that God has called you to do. We're doing this design by, we were, we were put here for a reason and um, you, you're never going to get to that, that reason that, that that God has for you without submitting to the things that he's calling you to do. Don't be afraid of failure mm. to do something new. If you're, um, that was, I was nervous about doing some of these things, but I had that desire in my heart. So just don't, don't be afraid of failure. Everybody that's here is, is ready to support you and to teach you and grow. And it, it'll probably wind up being one of the best things that you've ever done because it truly, you're gonna get more out of it than you're, 
you're giving, it's it's made. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Well, and it goes back to the like with not being afraid of failure. I mean, the the key scripture of this whole series has been that we are um, creating Christ Jesus to do good works that He has already prepared us for in advance. So there should be no feel, fear right. fear of the future, you know, or sorry, fear of failure. Um, because if he's called you to it, he's going to equip you for it. Absolutely. Um, so believe, if you're walking yes. in obedience, he's already laid out every step and he's equipped you and given you every gift that you need. Mm-hmm. Jason, what about you? What's one way you would encourage someone to serve? Uh, take the first step, God will take care of the rest. Just as Lindsay said about taking a step and your steps are already ordered by the Lord. So just do it. I say just do it. Well, on the behalf of our church, uh, we want to simply say thank you for what you do. Um, Lauren, Jason, and Jesse, you are vital parts to not only what we do here on Sundays, but the kingdom of God. Uh, each of you are a child of God, and you've, you've identified your purpose. You've identified how God's wired you and why he's designed you to do what you do. And we couldn't do what we do without you. And I know that the kingdom of God is greater because of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we simply want to say thank you so much for serving, but also thank you for encouraging us and allowing us to hear some of your story of why you do what you do and how it's affected your personal life, your family life, your church life. So on behalf of us, somebody say thank you. And we are so happy to see that you found your spot, your sweet spot. And thank you for allowing us to hear some of your story today. Thank you. Thanks. Let's give them a big round of applause. I said this in first service. It was hard kind of honing it down to three people because there's five or six or 700 different people here that serve that we would have been able to do a video on. But just to tell you about humility around here, Jesse, when she got the text from Elena, Elena is in charge of all, all of our video shoots and she does all that stuff. Um, she said, we, we would like for you to come do a video shoot with us. And she said, sure, but I've never, I never worked a camera before. I don't know how to do the video shoot. And they said, no, no, we want you to be on the other side of the camera. And she goes, okay, whatever. That's the way people are around here. They'll do whatever, whenever. And that's what God wants from us. And so for the last five weeks, we've been talking about this passage and we've been talking about how we were created by God to do good works. And I've saved a passage. It's been hard for me to save because this is one of my favorite scripture when it comes to serving and finding our place. Paul is writing this in the book of Philippians and he's talking literally about an Old Testament act of when they would sacrifice an animal that right after they would sacrifice an animal, as an act of service, what they would do is they would take a cup or a sponge filled with wine and they would drain it out on the other side of the altar. And it's called a cup offering or a, or a wine offering. And this is the way Paul says it. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, which in fact, Paul ended up losing his life. And he said it again in 2 Timothy. He said, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy that we're all called to be a drink offering. We're all called to be a liquid offering to the Father. And you heard Caleb talk about it. And we say it a lot around here, but sometimes we miss the idea of what we're really talking about. And we do. We feel like there's people that come into our church that are beaten down, as Justin said earlier in worship, that, that there's a mountain or a battle in front of them. And it's hard to think about anything else other than that. And so there's times where we all need to sit and we all need to soak. But you know, just like a sponge, a sponge that's dried out is hard to use, isn't it? Like it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't pick up stuff quite as easily. And so we say all the time around here, if you're in a season of your life 
that you need to lean into sitting and soaking. By all means, sit and soak. And some of my best friends that are in this church, that are key leaders in this church for the first year or two years, they sat and they soaked. But at some point, you've got to serve. And it's just like this, 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 that you can't pick up anymore. Once this thing is filled with water, unless you squeeze it out and are serving or you're poured out like a drink offering, that's all, that's, it's as good as it gets. And so we've asked people around this place, there's a time for sitting and soaking, but there's also a time for serving. And we're asking people in our faith community right now, over the next couple of weeks, to go, you know something? I'm ready to be poured out like a drink of. I'm ready to be used by God in a way. And I do believe, and we say it all the time around here. And if, you, if I can be real honest with you, I'm not very negative about the church at large, but occasionally I get frustrated at what goes on at the church at large. And what I'm finding out, and this is a real problem in many American churches, that, that we've become we've become consumers. And, and listen, we understand who Jesus is. We've walked an aisle. We may even write a check out every once in a while. We may even kind of like every once in a while raise our hand. But by and large, we've become consumers in America. We like to watch the show. We like to see the lights. We like to participate in the things that the church has. We like to have the coffee. And the problem is we've become so much of a consumer that we forget what Jesus taught us. He said, what greater, what greater love does a man show unless he lays down his life for his friend? That's serving. He said that I didn't come. The man of God, you hear Jesse said, the, the, the son of God didn't come to be served, but to, but to serve. And he demonstrated it better than anybody else could demonstrate it when he walked into the wedding feast and there was nobody there to wash disciples' feet. And he looked around and there was nobody there and he realized that, that he was going to have to do it. So he took off the priestly garments and he put on the garments of a servant. He put a towel around his waist and he bent down with a sponge and he started washing disciples' feet. He didn't do it so we would 2,000 years later have foot washing services. He said it like this. He said, just as I've done this, this is an example for you to do to the world that we live in. That's why we talk about serving all the time. What would happen in our world if faith communities all over the world stopped being consumers and become contributors? So I thought, that, no, what better way than to tell you some, show you some ways at Journey that we can contribute, some things we can do around here, some areas that we can serve in. And so here's one of the biggest areas that we can serve in. I'm going to put it on the screen right now. Journeyland, and there's everything else. I'm just kidding. I'm saying that because a couple of weeks ago, I stuck my, imagine this, I stuck my foot in my mouth. And I just said something about like, you don't even have to like kids. You don't have to serve. And I'll tell you a little secret. We edited it because I think two out of the three people on there said, my calling is not to kids. So Denise Peebler, one of our one of our big picture team, our children's pastor, came up to me and said, "Man!" And she called me out in front of everybody, like you said that they don't have to serve. So it's Journeyland. It's not up there anymore. It's Journeyland and anything. No, it's not. Let me just for the next couple seconds just share with you some areas that that we can serve. And I'm going to put some I'm going to put some legs to this if that's okay. And one of the first areas, and man, I'm telling you, weekend worship. And this team killed it this morning, didn't they? Like, I'm telling you what, I, I said this to Justin, I was telling them uh, in the back room in the, uh, in the uh, production suite a minute ago, I was like, it seems like it is Easter Sunday around this place every single week. I'm telling you, they are so in tune with what God's doing. But it takes talented musicians 
and vocalists. It takes people that are working cameras and sound and all this stuff. And then there's so, such an intermingling. Without those cameras, we can't send anything down to Sherwood. Without that, those cameras, we're not reaching. We reach over 500 people every week online alone, every continent, but, and I think every continent, but Antarctica. This is the only continent we're not on yet. So we need a missionary to go to Antarctica. Okay, so, man, there's so many great opportunities. Campus connections. You see the people with red shirts. Jesse mentioned it. Greeters and parking lot attendants and service hosts. And coffee team, the second most important team in Journey, right? The first one is up here. The second is coffee. Uh, you know, and then online chat host. And, and if you guys don't know, like, if you haven't, like, online is so cool because they actually have their own line. They have online small groups and they have chat host on there. And many of you do that. And they actually have a, a period. Like, I'll go, hey, next steps. Or if you're online, go to the, there's actually a next steps area. So we need people to man those, uh, some of those next step areas. And then the next step attendance, they're at the big wooden wall. Journeyland. And we kind of joke around about this, but this is a true statement that Journeyland does everything we do. They need everything that we need, worship, production, all that. The only thing they don't need is parking attendance because they don't drive in children's ministry. And so they need everything else, right? So Journeyland, Journey Student Ministries. How many people serve in Journey Student Ministries? I mean, you, so many people already serve there. It's amazing. You'll see them Wednesday night. They pack this place out. If you didn't know this, they'll have a couple hundred students and they have like 50 or 60 leaders. They do a service just like, they need everything that we have on Sunday mornings. They need, they need people to, to do worship. They need people to do cameras. They need every aspect of our church that we do right here, they do there. Um, we have um, in, in, in uh, Beautiful Feet, we have engaged and if you don't want to engage us, engage us as a faith community a couple times a year. We go out and we, we, we do stuff in schools. We, we each do engage, like we do a project as a small group. And so we're doing something in our community. Missions trips. Um, we haven't been able to talk about mission trips. I think it's been almost two and a half years or three years that we've been on a mission trip. We used to go to Haiti all the time and Haiti became very volatile and then, then COVID hit. But this year, man, we're so excited because we're getting to go three West Virginia trips. We're getting to go to Miami. Okay, those are student ministry. We're also getting to go to DR in September. And so we want you to, to think about it, pray about signing up for one of those trips. You can go to the Next Steps area and, and sign up for those. And listen, some of you, I can hear you, like in all these areas, like, I don't know what to do. We will train you. We will teach you how to do stuff. And mission trips, you don't have to have any skills at all. If I can go on a mission trip, you can go on a mission trip. I went on a medical mission trip several times. You know what I'm charged of? I'm the doctor of the three Bs. Babies, balloons, and bubbles. I'm the one that keeps them quiet while they're getting stuck in the butt with a with a with a needle. I'm important. Beautiful feet. Weekly, every week we have office administrative. It's like you guys got the sponge, right? Everybody got a sponge. Pick pick your sponge up for a second. We didn't just turn it. We didn't just turn this. Like we don't want you cleaning the church with that, unless you want to. But here's the deal. We want, to, we want everybody to take those home and, and, and we want them to look at them. We want them to put them in your car. And like every time you look at them, remember that we're called to be a drinker. We're called to be a sponge, sitting, soaking, and serving. But you know something? It took a team because like, and they had to cut those straight. Otherwise they get fired around here. So it's one. And so some, a team of people came and came and cut those. So admin and, and weekly team, J group leaders, J group hosts, um, uh, care team. We have a, we have a team, honestly, it's a little overwhelming in a church our size. There's some weeks we can have two or three funerals to do. And they're literally, uh, during COVID, 
There was, there was one week, it was like I was going from visiting a baby to doing two funerals and somebody else was doing a funeral and had a wedding that weekend. It gets a little crazy. And so we have a team that helps us, helps us with that, that makes sure that the, the family's fed and they're taking care of. Hey, between services, a guy walked up to me, a doctor, he's an oncologist. He walked up, he goes, do we have a ministry around this church for people going through cancer? I said, no, we don't, but we're getting ready to start one and you're going to start it. That's what he said. He wants to start it. I'm like, that's what we're talking about. So even if you don't see things on these lists, it doesn't mean we don't do, do them. There's lots of things that we've never even thought of. So this is what we want to do. We want everybody in our church, 100% of our people in our church, find a place to serve. And if you're already serving, thank you for serving around this place. Maybe maybe it's time for a plus one. Maybe there's like there's another area of ministry that, that you could serve that would just you know, uh, take it a little bit further. So there's two things I want everybody to do. There's a tent that's out here. Now, not all five or 600 of us can't go out there, but there's a tent right out there. You can kind of mingle around a little bit, but you can go out to that tent and there's areas to sign up. There's also gonna be a QR code, right? So there's a QR code. It's gonna be on every TV. We'd ask you just to take a picture of that and that'll tell you and lead you the same exact. So you don't have to wait in a line over there unless you just wanna to talk to somebody about that, okay? We all good on that? So everybody, you can pick up your phone. This is the first time in church or second time in church. You can pick up your phone. You can do the QR code right now. Is it working? Some of you are taking pictures of me. That's not cool. <laughs> now, if you can't get it there, you can get it to TV where you can get real close, okay? Couple announcements before we go, right? Here's the first announcement. See this wristband I'm wearing? Our student ministry is getting ready to do their, their camps. So next week and the week after, they're going to camp. What they came to us as a staff and a faith community, they want us to be praying for every student that's going to camp. What a cool idea. So at our next steps area, which is the wooden wall, you can go get a, a, a thing and it's got a, a student's name. So my, my student's name is Liz. So every day between now and the next couple of weeks, I'm going to pray for Liz. Don't just pray for her, but pray for all the students. Pray for the leaders that they don't kill the students. That's really important, right? But, but pray for them. So I'm asking everybody in our church to go over there real quick and grab them. There's, there's hundreds of them and that we're, we're praying for students, okay? So that's, that's one thing. I also wanna say thank you. Thank you for what you guys do week after week after week. We couldn't do the video stuff. We couldn't do Sunday mornings without not just the giving, but the people that faithfully serve around this place. And last but not least, before we go, I'm gonna turn it over to Keith in a minute down there and he's got some specifics to the Sherwood campus. But I wanna say this, next week, we are getting ready to start a brand new series, which will be our new favorite series. And it's called, I love you guys. It's called I Am. And we're gonna look at the seven I Am statements in the book of John, leading us right into Good Friday service and our Easter service. I can't wait for this next couple of weeks to see what God's gonna do, amen? We will see you next week for our new series. Thanks for coming. Thanks again for listening today. If you need prayer or want to talk to someone about taking your next step, email us at nextsteps at journeycommunity.net.